Hello my friend and welcome to TFU News and Views episode number 27. Today we are recapping what might be the biggest week of Transformers related news ever. <laughs> uh, both figuratively and literally. And that is San Diego Comic Con 2019. And I always like to start these conversations out with just pointing out one thing. And its I always say it's a good time, uh, but man, every time I say it, it, it's not only true, but it feels like it was better than the last time I said it. And I will say it again. It is a good time to be a Transformers fan. Whether you're a toy collector, whether you're into the fiction or uh, any of the other ancillary media, there is just a ton of stuff out there uh, for just about everyone to enjoy. I made a quick list before starting the show, so let's just look at it. Look, look at this list. Um, just on toy lines alone, and I, I did not do a count here, but I got three, six, nine, ten, eleven, maybe more uh, toy lines and licensees currently going or ongoing or on their way out. Um, you have uh, the Generations line, which has War for Cybertron Siege and also the Studio Series. So that's two lines there. Plus you have Generations Selects, the exclusive and uh, online store exclusive uh, line. So that's that's three. You have Masterpiece, which uh, is primarily in Japan, but gets imported here by Hasbro. Uh, you've got BotBots, Cyberverse, RescueBots, all for the younger crowd, but uh, older folks like myself enjoy them as well. Um, you've got the Bumblebee movie uh, toys on their way out. You've got licenses from Super 7, Flame Toys, and 3A. And uh, you have the trading card game, which itself is a collectible kind of thing. Plus, uh, on the... Uh, on the media side, in addition to the collectible card game, we've got the IDW comics, we've got mobile games and Earth Wars and Forge to Fight. You have TV shows and Cyberverse and the upcoming Netflix series plus Rescue Bots Academy. Um, of course, you've always got the films. And now we've got a story we'll talk about a little bit later, Viz Media bringing over the manga from, from Japan. And uh, if you're really just hard up for old episodes and don't want to buy DVDs... Um, there is 2B TV, and uh, I think believe I've talked about this before as the Roku app, and is no longer uh, exists uh, on Roku as the Hasbro Studios app, but all of the content is now on uh, an app called 2B, T-U-B-I, and you can get that on the web, you can get that on, on, on iPhone, I'm pretty sure you can get it on Android, uh, so it is accessible from just about any mobile device, and it's a, it's a streaming video uh, platform, but it's free. Uh, all you got to do is sign up. I imagine there's some commercials uh, inserted into the programming. But they have all of Gen 1. Uh, they have the entire Unicron trilogy. They have Beast Machines and all of Transformers animated. So if you're a Transformers fan and you want something to watch or read or fiddle with, uh, there is no shortage out there. Now this has been a crazy week, as I said. Uh, in Transformers news. And I just want to contrast that just a little to last year at San Diego Comic-Con. So last year at San Diego Comic-Con, we heard, um, actually we saw the first few uh, waves of War for Cybertron Siege. And I believe we only saw the Autobots from Waves 1 and 2. 
uh, I was on the Radio Free Cybertron live stream, uh, and our reactions were all kind of meh. Uh, we weren't that impressed with it. Uh, I would later become impressed with the line when uh, Hasbro had the uh, the press event they did for us where they let us play with the Siege toys ahead of uh, them being released and realizing how much fun these toys were. But yeah, from a year ago to now, the the level of excitement has gone uh, full tilt and has just become something huge uh, to talk about, especially with this crazy week. But before I get into all of the news and all of my thoughts on San Diego Comic-Con, uh, I do want to tell you a little bit about our patreon patreon.com slash tfu info for as little as a dollar a month you could subscribe there you would have heard this news podcast plus all of our other shows at least one day early including transformers university which i'm currently working on uh the next episode for and uh the next episode is actually going to be the find your fate junior series we're going to wrap that up with the final three books but uh in the meantime what i did get to do uh, when I did the first three books, I could not find book number two, Battle Drive. And I essentially had to skip it for a time. And so the episode on Battle Drive is now one of our Patreon exclusive episodes. So if you're in at the $3 and up level, you will get to hear uh, my exclusive Transformers University episode on the Find Your Fate Junior book, Battle Drive. But... I want to give you a little taste. I want you to go over to, to the Patreon and subscribe because we only need five more to hit our first major goal where I start re-editing the first couple of episodes of Transformers University as videos. Uh, we are five people away, five at any level. So five $1 uh, patrons will do it as well. One, well, not one $5 patron, but five at any level will do it. But I want you to get a listen here to uh, just some of the fun content uh, you could be getting if you were part of the Patreon. So, if you think the Autobots and Optimus could just handle it their damn selves, well, they realize on their own that they're about to be surrounded by Decepticon jets. Probably Starscream in the jets. Starscream in the jets! Optimus thinks uh, that they could run to the hills. Uh, but in order to do that, they have to cross a bridge. Now, should they fight to the bridge as one or divide the unit and uh, Optimus would cover the rest of the Autobots? So if they fight as one, the Autobots take it to the bridge. And they end up there blocked by Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Buzzsaw and Frenzy. And Soundwave says, You shall not pass. You shall not pass! Hold on. Let's, uh, let's fix that soundbite. So once again, swing on by to patreon.com slash tfuinfo. That's patreon.com slash tfuinfo and sign up. And you can hear the rest of that episode along with uh, all of our other Patreon-exclusive episodes, and a whole bunch of other fun uh, things. I give behind-the-scenes looks. I give uh, my show notes, uh, my handwritten show notes uh, occasionally. Uh, and there's a lot of fun stuff there. Now, 
let's get into what was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. The big reveal came days before San Diego Comic-Con, and a number of prototypes were shown on the uh, show floor and at a number of the various parties around the convention. And that is the new HasLab project, the first one ever for Transformers, and that is Generations Unicron. And this thing is gigantic. Tallest Transformer ever made at 27 inches. It's 19 pounds, 50 points of articulation, and then some. Um, It is far bigger than any of the previous Unicron toys we have gotten. I own the original uh, Armada Unicron. I own it probably four times over. Um, The original coloring, the Energon recoloring. Um, one of the Amazon exclusives. Uh, they've done it twice, actually, for Amazon, if my memory serves me correctly. And and then just recently, I did get to pick up the uh, uh, green uh, Minicon amalgamation uh, Encore figure from Japan uh, for fairly cheap on Amazon Japan, by the way. I think I paid like 60 bucks or 65 bucks for it. Which I think it was going for like 150 or 200 at some point. Anyway, that's a digression. Uh, this thing is absolutely uh, incredible looking. Uh, I'm still trying to talk myself into uh, trying to fund this uh, somehow. Now that is where a lot of people's sticking points are because the price is 574 dollars and 99 cents. So uh, after tax and presumably shipping, I don't know if uh, Hasbro Pulse Premium members get free shipping on this one. Uh, That's worth looking into. Uh, This is going to be about $600 to purchase. Uh, But, you know, they need 8,000 backers, which is roughly $4.6 million uh, by August 31st, 11.59 p.m., so right before September 1st. and that timing's pretty great because that is right before my birthday. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how uh, how many things I have to sell on eBay to make this a little bit more palatable. I have some Transformers I've been sitting on. I might make this part of uh, <laughs> of the show excitement and uh, part ways with some older figures that uh, can get me a, a little bit closer to this goal. Uh, but yeah, it's look, it's a pretty penny to ask anyone to spend $600 on any one thing. Um, but this is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? Um, there's a great interview on Unicron.com uh, by my friend Kevin Lucas, uh, who I know from some of these events, uh, and he spoke with John Warden, and uh, check it out. It's on their Facebook page. Um, and John Warden has said uh, a number of things that might uh, encourage you to purchase this, uh, that... There, you know, there are all the things you would think as a Transformers fan. Okay, is this mold going to get reused? The answer is no. Is there going to be a different deco for Japan? The answer is no. Um, those and a number of other things that he mentions, those are, are two huge factors. That means this is one and done. Uh, he has gone on record and said it. So uh, either you get in or you miss out. And I think that is a, a big one. So if you've got some FOMO going on... Uh, I would say might be a little bit warranted because I don't know um, if you're ever going to get this chance again. Um, the The huge price tag does kind of reflect the changing nature of this hobby, that this has become an expensive hobby. Um, 
it's not necessarily a thing I'm thrilled about. I got into the hobby itself when I was in college because it was fairly cheap. <laughs> I mean, I could go and, you know, spend 20 bucks and come back with two or four figures um, or one figure if uh, I wanted one of the bigger ones uh, when Beast Wars was still at retail. And uh, now it's, it's a lot more uh, to keep up with, as I mentioned before, all the lines that are going on. But uh, it does make you more selective as a fan. But if you were going to be selective, uh, I think a Unicron that is $600, while pricey, um, is certainly a selective choice. Now, there are many figures in, in the official line, and, or even in, in you know some of these third-party figures that people go for, that they go for these combiners that are you know five pieces at $125 or $150 each, that... You know, when all is said and done, uh, you're back in the $600 range to begin with. So the price tag isn't um, as terrible as the sticker shock may make you feel. So I haven't backed it yet. I'm going to hold off just to see my own personal finances, how I can do it. Because, yes, it's still a pretty penny to ask for a toy. Um... I may try to finagle a few things here and there to try to uh, make the burden a little less on myself, basically just replacing things that are already in my house by putting them up on eBay <laughs> and then putting the money towards Unicron. But if you have it, uh, if you have the $600 and you're willing to part with it, I'd say do it, do it, get it, get in there now because, uh, uh, one, I'd hate for you to miss the deadline, and two, uh, anytime that number gets closer to the 8000 uh, it makes it easier for someone else to go, yeah, I'll back that. So um, the more people that do it, the more it'll get uh, likely it'll get funded. Now, another thing I want to talk about before we get into all these reveals, because uh, it's kind of related to, uh, I tweeted this out the other day, and it's just an observation that Hasbro has done a, a fantastic, fantastic job at essentially replacing BotCon and uh, FunPub and the subscription service and the Transformers Collectors Club uh, by basically going out there and using other people's events. Look, I'm not going to say BotCon needed to be replaced. Um, maybe in its final format it did. But uh, as someone who loved BotCon, just celebrated my uh, 20th anniversary of going to my first BotCon back in 99, I love what Hasbro's doing here. Um, so they've replaced the fan convention by going to a, basically three marquee events, right? So you've got Toy Fair, a New York Toy Fair in uh, February. You've got San Diego Comic-Con in the summer in July. And then you've got New York Comic-Con in October in, in the fall. And using those, those events to, one, launch um, fan interest to launch uh, a barrage of pre-orders and uh, store exclusives. And then also pivoting from Platinum Edition and a couple of the other things they were doing here and there with various retailers to creating the Selects line. Um, and having that be essentially uh, the BotCon figure exclusives and the uh, subscription service figure exclusives because they're they're all repaints, right? They're finding ways to crank out these molds, but not make them uh, overly duplicated within the main line. 
uh, so making them have a bit of uh, specialness to them, but also be outside of the main manufacturing process where they have to make so many of them to fill retail demand. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant idea. Uh, the thing that is uh, a little crazy, and you know, there's another thing about Botcom being replaced. Think about it this way, and this probably goes back to Unicron a little bit. Uh, for someone who would go to a con every year, uh, between the $300, $400 admission to Botcon, plus the flights, plus the hotel, plus food for being away from home for four days, that adds up quick. Um, that is actually way more than you would spend on a $600 Unicron. So uh, keep that in mind as well. Now, look, you're not going to replicate the fan interaction to be able to see and meet you know, people that have worked on the show or have been influential to the show uh, or comic or toy line or whatever the thing is that you like. And it won't replicate the, you know, the friendships, the interactions with other people that you may only know online. But it goes a long way to replacing just about everything else. Now, in the wake of the Unicron announcement and in the wake of all of the news and things that were just starting to crop up uh, in the week of San Diego Comic-Con, Hasbro went ahead and dumped um, about $800 worth of either pre-orders or exclusives uh, on the fandom in one night. Yes, so that is even more than Unicron. That is not even counting the Unicron uh, release. But this is mainly uh, almost all Generations Siege stuff. Uh, They did a great job of making them just about... Every retailer had them available at 5.30 Pacific, which was 8.30 here on the East Coast, um, and just basically making it a pre-order frenzy, the expensive one. And so with that, let's talk a bit about the reveals, and I have a massive list of reveals of things that were just either revealed or made available at San Diego Comic-Con, and that's not even counting the the two San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, which are kind of old news at this point. So let's let's get into it. So first up, and this turned out to be a Target exclusive and was revealed just before the con and is uh, apparently available right now at your local Target, and that is the Seekers Rainmakers uh, three-pack. And these are... Um, The Seekers, as seen in the episode More Than Meets the Eye, part uh, one or two. Now I have to remember. Uh, But they are... They are very colorful. It is... uh, We have Acid Storm, uh, Ion Storm, and Nova Storm, which are the green, uh, all blue, and all yellow um, Seeker Jets. And uh, the colors on these toys are pretty... I don't want to say... They're bright. Uh, they're certainly not bland, but they are certainly um, all one color uh, in robot mode, uh, meant to mimic the animation. Uh, but I, I go back and forth on these. They're pretty cool. I really like how they look. They are Target exclusives, which tells me that if they don't sell well, they might go on clearance. Um, they're 70 bucks for the three, which isn't terrible for three Voyager-class figures, which would sell at 30 bucks each or $25 each. Either way, you're saving... Um, a little bit of money on them, but they're neat. They're neat in terms of just being new seekers and new toys and new characters. Uh, so, 
you know, Target has done a good job with that. And then the red card exclusive uh, that came out last month of Red Wing, uh, same mold in red, uh, in creating kind of a, a seeker, you know, troop builder and uh, doing it with all new characters. So if you like new characters, that's the way to go. Then we got some of the stuff on Amazon. Uh, and you can find those links uh, on our Twitter feed. Or if you want to buy them, they're all available right now for pre-order on uh, Amazon. Please use our Amazon links, tfu.info slash Amazon. And uh, then just search out uh, WFC or search out Transformers Siege. And uh, you should be able to find uh, most of these. And that starts with the uh, what we've been calling the Firestormers pack. It's actually called the Alpha Strike uh, Squadron. And that consists of mainly uh, G2 Sideswipe. So it's Siege Sideswipe in his Generation 2 colors. And an updated Generations uh, version of Slam Dance, uh, the cassette combiner from 1988. Uh, the colors are kind of flipped, but that's okay because they're using the uh, Skytread, a.k.a. Flywheels mold from the first wave. Additionally, we have the uh, other pack that we've heard about uh, available for pre-order, and that is the Phantom Strike pack, which has uh, Skywarp, uh, Siege Skywarp, and uh, a couple of uh, Battle Masters to go with them. I believe three are is in the set with him. Then we have the uh, fan vote set. So last year we had the fan vote. And it was meant to be a, uh, a two-pack set. Both of those figures made it into the main line in Mirage and Impactor. And this the fan vote set actually features three figures. It features Mirage in clear blue plastic, uh, which, man, got to give to Hasbro to try to replace every Fun Pub figure ever made. Uh, was the last time Mirage was done in all clear uh, blue to kind of be like invisible mirage uh, was a botcon uh, convention um, what's the term for it it was it was the attendee exclusive so if you went you got it as part of your set and that was with the classics mirage mold this is with the siege mirage mold which is just starting to show up uh, Impactor in the uh, fan vote set is a uh, decepticon uh, slightly redecoed but features a new head based on the IDW Comics version of Impactor. Finally, there is also a weaponizer in there, and that is um, COG, recolored uh, under the name Power Dasher Aragon. And uh, Power Dashers have never had a name, so I'm wondering where that came from, or if uh, I'm just wrong. And uh, it's just neat, though, that they're even trying to uh, use... The, the weaponizer, and I mentioned this in the previous uh, news episode, using the weaponizer's platform to kind of make some fun figures that you would probably never see. So um, an updated Power Dasher is a great, great idea. Now, we had a, a whole bunch of surprises, too, uh, coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, and one of the pre-order surprises that we got on Hasbro Pulse was a set, the other set, the one they released last year at San Diego, was the first, and now here is the other set of Japanese uh, dino cassettes, uh, along with a uh, single-carded Frenzy, the blue one. Now, these dino cassettes, uh, Graphy and Noise, um, these two figures are incredibly rare. Uh, the originals, at least, are incredibly rare. Uh, how rare? 
if you, I went to a Transformers fan convention in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, back in 1999, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's probably listening to this episode, bought one of the dino cassettes. I don't remember which one of the four, but he bought one in a box that was beat up, um, and he paid $300 for it. So 20 years ago, $300 in a beat-up box. These things go for well over $1,000 each at this point. And so Hasbro released uh, reissue versions of two of them alongside of Frenzy. And the two cassettes combine into a uh, another robot. Uh, Decibel, I think that one is. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, it's, it's either uh, Leg Out or Decibel. I, I always confuse the two. Um, but the retail price for these three cassettes is $35. That was pretty much an instant pre-order for me. Um, so happy to see see those things uh, get made, and uh, I'm interested in seeing uh, what they are like to experience. Now, we also had uh, Amazon put up pre-orders, as well as, I think, Hasbro Pulse, um, of Wave 5 of Siege, and that includes uh, Leader Class Apeface, uh, which is a nice little touch, given we got uh, a very small version of Apeface in Titan's Return. Um I'm sorry, that's Voyager class, Apeface. And then leader class, Astrotrain, uh, who uh, seems kind of unnecessary, but uh, I'll, I'll hop on that one just to see what that's about. He does have a base mode, um, which in the upcoming episode of Transformers University, I will show you how that is something that actually existed in G1. Uh, probably by accident, but it still did exist, so technically it is uh, canonically accurate to G1 that Astrotrain had a base mode. And then the deluxe class of uh, Crosshairs and Spinister. And I don't know if I've commented on these before, but um, this particular batch of uh, figures, uh, Crosshairs in particular here and Astrotrain, but um, between Crosshairs and a number of the other figures we're going to talk about coming up, um, Hasbro is really hitting my sweet spot of uh, figures I had as a kid being updated. And Crosshairs has never been updated uh, in a G1 style uh, in the last since 1987 when the original figure was out. So I, uh, I am all on for uh, Crosshairs, even though it's just a retooling of the Ironhide mold. Now, moving on to this list, and wow, we are just going to keep on uh, chugging along here. From Walmart, we have uh, two sets of exclusives. One was the uh, what we were calling the 35th anniversary exclusives that were shown briefly at New York Toy Fair in February and then removed before the press arrived. Uh, someone did get to tweet it out, but it was an insider uh, who had no idea that those weren't supposed to be there, as far as I know. And uh, those are uh, Blue Streak, Sound Blaster, both from the Siege molds of uh, Prowl and Soundwave, respectively. And then... Cell shaded recolors of Optimus and Megatron. Uh, again, this was another instant pre-order for me. Just one, Walmart by me doesn't really do a good job of getting exclusives. And two, I love the idea of uh, cell shaded official toys. Walmart also announced uh, and put up for pre-order their next round of G1 reissues. And that is uh, Soundwave with Buzzsaw. Uh, at 50 bucks, already sold out on the pre-order, uh, and a number of uh, cassette packs containing Laserbeak, Ravage, uh, Rumble, the red one, and 
Frenzy, the blue one. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier of uh, how some of these things really do hit the sweet spots of things I had when I was a kid. The next two things we're going to talk about uh, definitely fit in that mold. And the first of that being uh, probably the big reveal of, of the post-Unicron San Diego Comic-Con. And that is the Refractor uh, Toy Accurate Recolor Set. Uh, and it comes in a kind of a digital camera box. It comes with some extra parts to really make it look like a camera. And the, uh, the three refractors in there, uh, while the retail version uh, is just three, you can buy three to make uh, identical uh, reflector clones as the original show. These are colored to look like uh, Spectro, Spyglass, and Viewfinder from the Malloway toy version of Reflector from 1986. And this is, uh, this is a big deal to me because I didn't have that many Decepticons as a kid. And uh, Reflector was one of them, uh, the three uh, toy version. And so uh, having an updated version that looks like those is, is pretty cool. Another thing that uh, uh, was definitely an instant pre-order for me and followed shortly by Galaxy Man Shockwave. Why? Because as a kid, like I said, didn't have many Decepticons. I had a Galaxy Man Astro Magnum Shockwave that was the leader of my Decepticons. And for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, when Hasbro had gone through their frenzy, um, the expensive one, of licensing toys from companies in Japan to fill out the Transformers line, uh, the company that licensed them what would be Shockwave in purple also licensed or just flat out sold to uh, Radio Shack uh, the same mold in a uh, gunmetal dark gray uh, that was sold as Galaxy Man uh, Astro Magnum. And this Shockwave recolor is an homage to that. And uh, as the fandom has been uh, wanting to call it, uh, Shockwave because it was sold in Radio Shack. Uh, so I am all over uh, the Shockwave in Generations, uh, because he was totally the leader of my Decepticons. Finally, we get the last of the female combiner we've been expecting, the combiner called Orthia with Lancer, uh, another um, online exclusive. This is a Selects figure and is available at various outlets, Big Bad Toy Store, Pulse, uh, Entertainment Earth, among others. And uh, this is the last of the female Autobots that we saw uh, in the search for Alpha Triad in season two of the original show. So it's neat seeing these ladies all get individual figures. It would have been nice if they had a little bit more variation of molds because they're all working off the same uh, basic tooling. But I'd rather have them than not have them. So it's, it's pretty neat. I already ordered my Lancer. I'm excited for her to show up. Wow, we are like almost a half hour into the show, and we have still much more to talk about. It's crazy. Um, one of the other pre-orders that was dropped during San Diego Comic-Con, and the only new Studio Series thing mentioned was a, a 3A Nemesis Prime, non-transforming, highly articulated figure. And that's retailing for about $200, $199.99 on Hasbro Pulse. Um I'm not one, this is kind of uh, one of those things that's not for me, but I could see why someone would love this toy. It's got all sorts of articulation, all sorts of posability. If you don't care that it doesn't transform, it looks pretty damn cool. Now moving on, we've got 
another Target exclusive, uh, and that is a MicroMaster 10-pack. Uh, and that's going to be 50 bucks. so that's not bad for uh, 10 MicroMaster figures. And these are all recolors, but these are really deep cuts in terms of naming and coloration. So the pack features a bunch of recolors of some of the current MicroMaster figures, but the the names are pretty great, and the uh, how deep some of these cuts go are pretty good. So we've got uh, Road Police, uh, the police car in white. That was one of uh, six turbos, uh, which is uh, the Japanese six-figure MicroMaster combiner. Uh, one of his components. Uh, we've got Wheel Blaze, which was part of one of the Autobot MicroMaster combiners. Not the six-figure ones, but the ones with two figures that form front and back. Uh, then we've got Night Flight and Sky... Not Skyhopper, but Slyhopper. Uh, Skyhopper was one of the vehicles... Uh, well, one of the MicroMasters that came with a large vehicle. Uh, Night Flight was one of the Airstrike Patrol, if I remember correctly. Um, but instead of Skyhopper, I guess they couldn't get that. This is Slyhopper. Uh, we also have Ground Shaker. Uh, as two words, Ground Shaker was also one of the uh, vehicles that came with a smaller MicroMaster. So Over Air is also a reference to um, the MicroMaster Airwave, while Crater Maker and Fireline are interesting in that they're totally recolored and meant to be, Crater Maker is totally meant to be Powerbomb, and Fireline is totally meant to be uh, Gunlift, which were Japanese exclusive recolors of the Autobot military patrol. Um, the thing is, is, they were Autobots, and these are Decepticons, so I don't know if they really count as uh, new versions of those characters or what, but you can, uh, I guess, make up your own mind on those. Then there's uh, Iron Thread, or Iron, no, sorry, Iron Tread, which is definitely uh, Ironworks. And then we, the last one we have uh, paired with Ironworks is Rikon, R-I-C-O-N, and that is meant to be tote from what I can tell. Uh, the neat thing here is that it's R-I-C-O-N, not Recon or E-C-O-N, but R-I-C-O-N, Rikon. And uh, I don't know who found it online, but the original Ironworks figure had a sticker on the back of uh, his vehicle mode, and it said R-I Construction, Rhode Island Construction, which, if you know, uh, Hasbro is located in Rhode Island. Uh, so they took that, shortened it up to R-I-C-O-N, Rikon, and that's the name they used for Tote. Uh, pretty neat roundabout way of naming that figure. Before we get into a little bit more MicroMaster news, the last thing that was revealed uh, that was supposed to go up for pre-order and still hasn't is the Walgreens exclusive Ratchet um, from the War for Cybertron Siege line uh, based off the Ironhide mold, has neat... Uh, quote-unquote repair bay mode uh, and features an accessory that's very similar to the uh, gun in his original repair bay. Uh, that is exclusive to Walgreens. It's supposed to be up for pre-order already. Uh, it probably isn't by the time you're listening to this, uh, but I am looking forward to that one. And finally, that, that brings us to a couple of things that weren't officially revealed, but were there at the preview night, and people took photos of them. So they were revealed. Um... <laughs> I don't know exactly how to phrase that. 
But uh, some of it is MicroMaster news, and some of it is uh, huge news on top of the Unicron reveal. But we'll work our way up to that. So let's start with the MicroMaster news. Uh, on display were uh, Direct Hit and Power Punch, uh, which were MicroMaster combiners back in 1990. Now, these are the U.S. combiners, uh, which eventually lead to the Japanese uh, combining robot versions, um, which involve six MicroMasters and some parts to make a larger robot. But these were mix-and-match vehicle modes, um, where someone formed the front of a vehicle and someone formed the back of the vehicle. The, the most prominent used one of these uh, came in the last few years with uh, the IDW comics with Euler and Slide. Um, so I'm wondering if this is a great gateway to get a new Euler and Slide figure. But uh, Power Punch and Direct Hit were on display in both robot mode and combined vehicle mode. Uh, so if that's part of the next wave of Siege or the next uh, part of the War for Cybertron trilogy, I am looking forward to that. We also saw uh, what people are believing to be Recoil, the Target Master for uh, Cup. And we saw some more cassettes for Soundwave and Sound Blaster, and that would be uh, Ratbat and Rumble, the red one. By the way, I've been seeing on some news sites and hearing from other people in podcasts using the terms Rumble, the red one, Frenzy, the blue one, or vice versa. Um, and having, hopefully, being the person who coined that. <laughs> on Transformers University. I just want to thank everyone for kind of carrying that along. Uh, I'm having fun uh, swapping those in and out whenever I can, uh, particularly in that manga episode. Uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, go and listen to it because uh, it's a fun one. And we'll talk about that actually in a little bit. But finally, the the most, probably the most important reveal to me of the weekend, uh, we briefly saw uh, a Battlemasters version of Rung, uh, the character from More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light. I won't reveal his ending, but if you keep seeing me say on Twitter, uh, Rung Who, uh, that's because people keep forgetting his name uh, throughout the history of the comic. Uh, so that's just a running little gag. Um, so who was I talking about? Uh, oh yeah, Rung. Uh, he is going to be available as part of either this line or the next line, and I don't think... Uh, Many fans are disappointed at that fact. Uh, he transforms into a gun, and I'll say that with air quotes because it's kind of an odd uh, shape, and he never really was meant to transform into anything in the comic, um, even though he did a few times, and I think that's uh, what they're trying to replicate here. So uh, it's pretty neat seeing a new rung figure. That's probably the most exciting news after Unicron, um, and having them both announced in the same day is pretty sweet. Oh, and by the way, John Bo John Barber has been hinting about this run rung figure for probably about two years. Uh, go back and listen to some of my interviews with him at Hascon in 2017 or uh, at Toy Fair in 2017, I think, or 2018. Uh, he has hinted hard at this and at some of these uh, Siege figures. So um, always listen to his interviews and, and, and listen deep because he, he drops hints. He does. And that takes us out of uh, Siege. We had a number of other panels at San Diego Comic-Con and a number of reveals, and uh, we can go through these fairly quickly. 
Uh, there was a Cyberverse Season 2 panel, plus uh, some images of the toy line. Uh, I won't get into spoilers for Season 2. All I was saying is uh, that show is really shaping up. Uh, if the voice acting improves a bit, that show is going to be really good. Um, Story-wise, animation-wise, it's I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, voice acting is lacking at times, but uh, I'm looking forward to Season 2. We also had uh, a reveal from the company Flame Toys, who's making those Ferrari model kits uh, of Transformers. They revealed their Devastator model kit. I certainly I did not see that before. Uh, we have some BotBots news. For those of you who love BotBots like I love BotBots, uh, the, what people have been calling Wave 1.5, it's uh, two packs that kind of came out in like Canada and Australia. Um, those are being confirmed to coming out in the United States Probably through Amazon. So just a heads up there. Uh, there was a uh, Transformers collectible card game uh, exclusive pack of Omnibots available at San Diego Comic Con. And we got to see um, some more Rescue Bots Academy figures. Uh, there wasn't a lot revealed, but it's, you know, it's for people who collect that line, if you got young kids, and my daughter is not old enough yet, but I'm looking forward to the day that she is. They're having a four-pack of the main characters from the show, uh, which they did with the last show a couple years ago, and it's just a great idea. Get get all four out of the way. Um, there was also uh, another wave of uh, the standard figures revealed. Uh, in particular, um, there is a Grimlock, G1-styled, that turns into a motorcycle with a big T-Rex head on it. Um, and <laughs> that meat might be one I might pick up. Uh, we also had uh, Brushfire as an ATV, uh, Chase as a cop car, which he usually is, uh, Heatwave as an F1 racer, and Bumblebee as an off-road vehicle. Finally, there was a ITW panel uh, where they talked about the new, uh, the current Transformers series plus the new series they're launching, uh, Transformers Galaxies. And uh, this looks like it's going to replace, um, or I don't want to say replace because uh, it's been long gone, but I feel like this is going to serve the role that Transformers Spotlight did back when IDW first had the license. And instead of being one-off issues, though, focused on one character, they're going to be short story arcs focused on one or two characters or a group of characters. Um, I like this idea. I love the idea of a Transformers anthology series. I think that is um, the best way to present the brand and the characters and create create a world with... Um, so many different uh, things in it that have been established or put a new twist on them. So first four issues will be about the Constructicons and Devastator. Issues five and six will be about Cliffjumper. Issues seven through nine are going to be about RC and Greenlight. And finally, issue uh, issues 10 through 12 will be about Ultra Magnus. And that one is written by Brandon Easton, who's also working on the current Netflix series. Now, um, there's been no word about the Netflix series uh, as far as I know, and at the time of this recording at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, there was a Rooster Teeth panel uh, last night, and uh, they didn't mention a thing, at least not that I could find on Twitter. Finally, there's also going to be a book called uh, Transformers 84, number zero, written by Simon Furman, drawn by Guido Guidi, and that one is going to somehow tie together the Marvel U.S. continuity and the Marvel U.K. continuity. Uh, I am looking forward to that. There's a piece of art that uh, has already made it out, uh, and it looks really good. Uh, I'm, I'm super stoked for that one shot. The IDW folks also revealed um, 
plans for a new ROM series and gave some previews of uh, the new upcoming G.I. Joe series and uh, I believe a, the current series with Larry Hama. Finally, Viz Media announced a couple of weeks ago, or last week, that they will be bringing over the Transformers manga uh, translated and collected. Uh, I am so excited for that. Not only because of how much it will help this show in uh, the next year or two, but having done the manga episode just a few episodes back, and if you haven't listened to it, really go and listen to it. These stories are, they're crazy. <laughs> they start out fairly normal and end up pretty crazy. And for that reason alone, uh, they are worth worth reading, worth checking out. And I haven't checked them out. I've only heard they even get crazier as time goes on. I've only gone through the first year, so I am super stoked that this Viz Media collection which is available for pre-order on Amazon. So if you want to check it out, use our Amazon links, tfu.info slash Amazon. Anything you buy there doesn't cost you any more, and they kick back a little bit of change towards tfu.info. And that will wrap up this edition of TFU News and Views. What a week it's been. <laughs> uh, I don't know what people are going to talk about after this week. Uh, wow, way for Hasbro to kind of blow up the thunder coming out of uh, TFCon in Toronto. Uh, I kind of feel bad for third-party companies, even though I don't, because I don't collect third-party, but man, this was their week to uh, kind of have the headlines and have the news, and they just got crushed. So with that, I do want to thank you for listening to this show. I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. Please check out the Patreon. Please use the Amazon links. Catch me on Twitter at TFU underscore info. And of course, please come by and listen to Transformers University uh, wherever you enjoy podcasts. Till next time. See you.